How do you perceive people in the world? How do you see people in your family? How do you see people that you work with? Jesus, when he saw people in need, he had compassion for them. And we also should have compassion for people. Because of his love, because of his grace, because of his mercies. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We're glad you've joined us today for our continued focus on the far-reaching impact of God's love. As Raul considers Christ's miraculous feeding of a multitude, you'll learn how you can step out in faith to bless others as the Lord has blessed you. Stay with us for encouragement to pour into other people's lives, trusting God for your needs. Here's Raul Reese in Mark chapter 6, verse 30. I don't know how you've ever been tested, especially concerning your faith. But many times when you become a Christian, there are things in our lives that we are going to be tested. Either you pass or you flunk the test. And one of the things that is going to go on in the story here this morning is that the disciples will be tested in feeding 5,000 men plus women and children, 20,000 people with five pieces of bread and two fish. You would say, well, that's really impossible. Yeah, with men, everything's impossible, but not with God. And the miracle that God already has made or has created in your life by being born again of the Holy Spirit, you come to that place where the Holy Spirit not only has spoken to each one of us individually, But he's touched my life in such a way that I'm not the same person that I used to be. And I don't want to be the same person that I am today in time to come. I want to be different. I want to be open to God. I want to see what God wants to do in my life. How he wants to use my life. And knowing and recognizing that there's a time. A time to know him. A time to pray. A time to be silent. A time to walk. A time to sit. It's all these things that are in the scriptures that we need to really be careful with. But in the story here this morning, we have Jesus. Let's, look, let's begin by looking at the first point. His consideration, verses 30 and 31 of the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6. He says, the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all things. Now, if you remember the past verses in chapter 5, and we come into chapter 6, that the Lord Jesus Christ prayed for them and sent them out with the gospel. So they went out as Jesus was preaching the gospel around the Sea of Galilee. Now they're coming back now. They're coming back and they're blown away what God did in their lives by using them. I think it's so awesome when God calls you, he prepares you, he equips you, and then he sends you out. That you'll never be the same. That many times when you go out, people accept you and some people will reject you. But that's not your business, whether you're accepted or rejected. That's God's business. You have been commissioned. You have been sent to be a witness to the world. And when the Lord opens the door in my life, I can share the gospel with those people that have seen the transformation in my life. 
that still do not believe what's happened in my life. And this is Jesus. Reporting, they're reporting to him on their venture of faith. What they have done, he says. He says, both what they had done and what they had taught. So they went and they preached and they taught the word of God. And I think that as we look at the scriptures, we understand that Jesus sent them and he told them, don't ask for anything. If somebody doesn't like you, shake off your feet, the dust from your feet, and keep moving. Don't ask for money. Don't take money. He says, I'll provide all of your needs. And that's what the scripture teaches all the time. And then why is it that people are building their own names? Continue to do whatever they want to do. And you know, when you look at the internet and you see all these guys doing weird stuff to get people to come to your church, that is too much. We need to stick to the word of God. You can grow apart from the word of God. You can be entertained for sure. And these could have gone out and entertained people, but it would have never been by Jesus to send them out and to teach and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and to come back and say, Lord, we saw the results of the teaching of the word of God. Lord, people got saved. People got rooted and grounded in God's word. And Lord, we're here to tell you that it was an amazing, amazing trip. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because again, he says to Jesus, he told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. What did they teach? Jesus. Jesus. That he's the only way, the only truth, the only life. That nobody apart from Jesus can save you. Look what he says in verse 31. He's concerned for them. And he said to them, to his disciples, come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. Did you notice that Jesus is interested in their resting, coming from a trip? They had no time for anything. They would get up in the morning, they would eat, and the people would be outside waiting for them. They would go here, they would go there. They would go here, they would go there. People always constantly following, touching you, standing by you, no being alone at all. And so Jesus says, it's about time that we go and take some time and be alone. And when you're before the Lord, waiting, like he says here, they're going to go look for a place where they can kick back and rest physically, but also spiritually for God to speak to their hearts. Because he goes on to say, and he said to them, come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going as they did not even have time to eat. You ever been in that position? No time for anything at all? And Jesus was so sensitive to his disciples. Recognizing that all these people constantly following, touching him, asking for something. Never have time to eat, to sleep, or anything like that. Because they were always, always asking Jesus to do something. And so Jesus says, you guys, let's get away. Let's spend some time together. And as we get rested, then we can go back out next day. We can meet with the people. And we can continue to do what the Father has called us to do by using our lives. And I think that's so awesome the way God works. Concern for you, concern for me. Just like you see in verse 31. Secondly, verse 32 and 34, his compassion for them. 
And so they departed to a deserted place. So they listened to him. He says, in the boat by themselves. So here they are. They're getting to the boat. And as they're getting into the boat, they're going to the other side. And you remember that this is their personal boat. So they've been across once, twice, across. A year from now, he'll be in Jerusalem and he'll be killed. His ministry has been around the Sea of Galilee. Now, sometimes you'll read your Bible and it says the city, the Decapolis. The Decapolis were 10 cities around the Sea of Galilee where there was a population of 15,000 people in each city. So there was a lot of people around the Sea of Galilee. Look what he says in verse 33. But the multitudes saw them departing. So Jesus is in the boat with his disciples, and they're watching him as they're pushing away from the shore to go across the Sea of Galilee to the other side. He says, And then when he saw them, that they were departing, many knew him, and they ran there on food from all the cities, and they arrived before them, came together to him. They were excited. It's always excited to come into the house of the Lord to learn about the Lord. Not to be condemned, but they had their freedom. Because if the people knew Jesus, notice what it says, in the multitude saw them departing, and many knew Jesus. The word him, there's Jesus, capital H. They knew Jesus. And they ran there on foot from all the cities, and they arrived before them and came together. Notice that they were excited because now they're going to see Jesus get out of the boat, and they're expecting something from Jesus Verse 34, and Jesus, when he came out and saw the great multitude, imagine that, he gets out and he sees all these hundreds of people standing there. And when he sees them, there's one thing that spoke to my heart and touched my life, and they should touch your life. Let's read on. And Jesus, when he came out, he saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion. Do you have compassion for people when you see them? How do you perceive people in the world? How do you see people in your family? How do you see people that you work with? How do you see people when you're out on the beach or up in the mountains or the desert? Jesus, when he saw people in need, he had compassion for them. And we also should have compassion for people. Because of his love, because of his grace, because of his mercies. And Jesus, he says, because he had compassion for them, because they were like sheep having no shepherd, he began to teach them many things. He saw the loneliness of the people. He saw himself as a shepherd, a true shepherd. Because when you look at shepherds today, if you go to the book of Ezekiel chapter 34, And you read chapter 34, he speaks about the true shepherd and the false shepherds. Jesus called himself a true shepherd. I am the shepherd and these are my sheep. And they hear my voice. Then Jesus got in the boat, went across. The multitudes went around. They met him right before he got there. And what does he do? He sees their needs. He moved with compassion. We need to move with compassion with people that we don't even know. We have to be sensitive like Jesus. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. 
We're here to help you keep growing in your faith. You can call us anytime at 800-634-9165 or visit us at somebodylovesyou.com. Our free app also provides a wealth of resources to support you in your walk with Christ. Now let's get back to more of today's lesson. It was a great multitude, and yet Jesus was moved with compassion for them. Because they were like sheep, not having a true shepherd. And that's the problem today with the church. I thank God for this church. I thank God for you. But imagine there are churches that people sit where you're sitting. And they're being fleeced by the pastors. Because they're only interested in themselves what kind of clothes they're going to buy, what kind of house they're going to live in, what kind of car they're going to drive, while the people are giving of their offerings and they're abusing and using your offerings to enrich themselves instead of giving it to the Lord. This is what's happening in the church today. We need to be careful. And then look at the third point, verse 35 to 38, his command. And when the day was now far spent, his disciples came to Jesus And they said, this is a deserted place, and already the hour is late. They were saying, okay, Lord, we're tired. We haven't eaten. These guys need to be fed. Send them home, and then we'll go to McDonald's, and we'll get a burger. (laughs) Imagine that. Jesus saw through the disciples. The disciples wanted to get rid of the multitudes because they wanted to take care of their own needs. And that's not the way Jesus works. When Jesus saw the people, even though Jesus had not eaten, they had not eaten. Jesus was interested if I send these people away, some of them will pass it on the way because they haven't eaten and they're weak. And me being Jesus Christ, he's standing there knowing in his mind that the disciples don't have faith, but they have unbelief and selfishness thinking of themselves, taking care of themselves. And Jesus says, I'm going to try their faith. Let's see if they really believe in what I've been teaching them and what they've been seeing in times past. So what does it say? Again, he says, verse 35, And the day was now far spent. His disciples came to him and said, This is the deserted place already hours late. And send them away. Here's their heart. Send them away that they may go into the surrounding country, the Decapolis, and villages, and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. Knowing willfully they have nothing to eat. Let them use their money. When Jesus was not going to charge him any, the gospel is free. You don't charge for the gospel. The gospel is free. Jesus wanted to prove to them that he was the son of God. He wanted to prove them that he was God. Because he goes on to say this, verse 37. But he answered and said to them, notice here. You give them something to eat. Are you kidding me, Lord? We only have two fish and we got seven pieces of bread. And think of how God is asking you sometimes, you feed them. You do this, you do that. And you go, Lord, I don't have the funds to do that. What God wants to see is your faith. To see if you're obedient. Knowing and recognizing the Lord has supplied in the past. He's going to supply in the present. He's going to supply in the future. But I have to step out by faith. And do what God says. 
Because once God sees your faith, He will pull through. He will come through in the promises that He's made to you. And He will take care of you. You say, but I'm getting ready to get kicked out of my home. Well, maybe He has something else for you. I'm losing my job. Well, maybe He has a better job. But we don't see things like that. We think and we get angry, we get bitter because I got laid off. What do I do now? As you're praying, somebody knocks on the door, they call you, and they'll say there's a position open here and there. And you'll go there, they'll hire you, and we're making more money than you made on the other place. And now God says, now, who's in command? The Lord. That's happened to me many times. The Lord, and I've just like you, I've had this belief in my life. But Lord, what about this? And here he's trying the disciples' faith. He goes on to say this. He says in verse 38, But he said to them, How many loaves of bread do you have? Go and see. So they went to see. And when they found out, they said, Five loaves of bread and two fish. And they're looking at the crowd and saying, Lord, this is not enough. What are you trying to do, Lord? Are you trying to embarrass us? Are you trying to embarrass yourself? And then notice the fourth point here, his arrangement now in verse 39 and 40. And then he commanded them, who? The crowd, to make them all sit down in groups. He's the author, not of confusion, he is the author of order. Verse 40, and so they sat down in ranks, in hundreds and in fifties. Imagine that. Everything in order, Jesus looking up. At these people sitting down there. And then he says, verse 41 and 42, his acknowledgement. And when he had taken the five loaves of bread and the two fish. Now five is the number of grace. Two is the number of unity. And then if you take five and two, that's seven, which is completion or perfection. According to numerology in the scriptures. So here we have five pieces of bread demonstrating God's grace. Two fish, unity. And then he says this. Check out what he says. And then when he had taken the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves. What does it say? Before he even gave to them or he ate, he gave thanks to God. Do you give thanksgiving to God when you eat? Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Are you teaching your children to pray? For what you receive from the Lord. And there are times maybe you're not eating something that you pray at night. Before you go to bed. Get up in the morning. Before you go to work and pray. At noontime maybe you don't go to lunch with your friends. You take that time to fast one meal. And to pray. Because we do have situations in our life. That needs prayer and fasting. We do need that. And maybe you find yourself here this morning. And God is saying that's you. And if God is saying that to you, what are you going to do? Are you going to have faith? Or are you to be unbelief in your life? You're not going to believe what God says in his word. It must have been something being there. And Jesus, among these 20,000 people, he says, Hey, you guys, there's great acoustics there in the Sea of Galilee. You can hear everything. And imagine 20,000 sitting and Jesus saying, Okay, you guys, we're going to say grace. And he closes his eyes and looks to heaven and he prays, Father, thank you so much for my rent. 
Thank you so much for my car. Thank you so much for my house. Thank you for my wife and my kids. Thank you for everything that you've given me. I would pray this morning when you leave here, do that. Allow your children to see that. Allow your girlfriend or your boyfriend to see that. Your parents, your grandparents. They might get convicted. They might learn something from you. And they might ask you, why do you pray? And he said, well, it says in the Gospel of Mark that before I received, Jesus prayed for the things that he was going to give to the people. Being thankful for what Jesus has given you, for what he's going to give you, and what he'll give you in the future to come. He's already given you eternal life, salvation, free gift of God. And if he's given you salvation and the free gift of God, then what can you give to him? You know what I would say to you? Lord, I give you me completely. I give you my life. To do as you please. And as you please, Lord, use my life to bring glory and honor to your holy, powerful name, Jesus. And look what it says again in verse 42. He looked up to heaven and he prayed and then he blessed it and he broke it the loaves. And he gave them to his disciples to set before them. So they begin to distribute the bread. Five bread, two fish. Watch this. And then the two fish he divided among them all. So they all ate and were glutted. The word feel is not good there. It means they were glutted. They were laying on the grass saying, no more, I've had enough. Isn't that cool? That's what it says in the Greek. They were laying out saying, no more, we're too full. Five loaves, two fish. How did that happen? Well, Jesus did it. They were full as God filled them with his love and grace and mercies. Well, today, as you consider how Christ challenged his own disciples to step out in faith for his glory, we encourage you to consider the ways you can move out of your comfort zone to show others God's love. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to review today's lesson, we'll be happy to send you a complete CD copy for a donation of $5 or more. To get that, just call 800-634-9165 and ask for the lesson titled, Feeding the 5,000. Now, before Roll returns, we'd like to tell you about a resource outlining the Bible's assurances of the Lord's mighty, life-changing love. Titled, Understanding God's Compassion, This four-chapter booklet establishes the foundations of your faith with insight into the Lord's salvation, healing, protection, and provision. Act now to order Rawls' booklet titled Understanding God's Compassion. To place your order, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send your copy for just $5 plus shipping and handling. Once again, that's 800-634-9165. Or you can write us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We value every opportunity to bless you with the riches of God's Word. Let us know how we can tailor these broadcasts to best fit your needs. And don't hesitate to explore our free Somebody Loves You resources. Straight Talk with Rawl streams on his YouTube channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific. 
Don't miss this Q&A program that's packed with practical, Bible-based guidance. And for more of Rawls' teaching, you can download any of these programs as podcasts when you go to Spotify or iTunes. And Rawls' free daily devotionals provide a quick spiritual boost as well. Simply visit our website to subscribe. And of course, you can visit us on Instagram and Facebook. We'd like to remind you that every tax-deductible gift you give helps keep us on the air, and we're thankful for your partnership. Join us next time as we continue this series with a motivational look at the Apostle Paul's commitment to sharing the gospel, even when confined in prison. You'll see that no matter what your circumstances might be, you can spread the hope of Jesus Christ. Now here's Raul once again with a closing comment from today's teaching. And then lastly, and they took up 12 baskets, wait a minute, full of fragments and of the fish when you don't have enough, and now you have more than enough. And now, those who had eaten the loaves were about 5,000 men, women, and children, 20,000 people. And this will be not the last time. The next time, he'll feed 4,000 plus women and children, and it'll be close to, what, 8,000 people? More than that, probably another 15,000 people. Today, what are you going to do? You listen to the lesson. Are you going to apply the lesson on your life? As you leave here and you step out by faith for your rent, for your house, for your job, for your children, whatever it is, whatever it is, are you willing to take that chance of faith? And to say, Lord, from now on, I'm going to believe by faith. Because, Lord, I know that you supply every need in my life. And you know what? He will. If you really look to him as the author, finisher of my life, and as I look to him as a God that supplies all of my needs. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.